is the comprehensive Wii U podcast on the internet. Beep. Steve? What is a Wii Universe? Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's right. I'm unstoppable <laughs> even in bits. <laughs> even in bits, you can't stop me. Hello, everyone. This is Wii Universe, mm-hmm. as discussed, the comprehensive Wii U podcast on the internet, starring me. I'm your host, Woody Siskowski. And I'm also here, and my name is Steve Gunley. <laughs> yes, bonus host. <laughs> um, and we have a contestant today. Who is our lucky contestant on this show? Hello, my name is Ailish Collins, and I'm just really excited to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> We're excited to have you back. Welcome. welcome. You, you, you came to win, but now you're just here to make friends, because you realized winning was far out of your grasp, <laughs> because you came into Steve's home. I'm pretty sure I made no friends. I did a lot of trash talking, immediately followed by I, a lot of losing. I, I was, I was going to say, uh, uh, what is a uh, type of pie that tastes really good after uh, you've just bragged a lot? You know, uh, uh, What is humble pie? That that is correct. How did I you know? One. Is it because you've been eating so very much of it? Today? That's Alish's first correct answer of the night. Um, <laughs> no, I have no. I have known Steve long enough to know to not uh, not throw down with him in matters of trivia, and so I was very happy with my second place finish of a, maybe a thousand dollars. No, that was good. Um, all right. Well, for those of you just tuning into the program, uh, this is We Universe, and we play. We, I was about to say Nintendo 64 games, but no. that, I'm living in the past. Yeah, yeah, um, you got to look forward. Yeah, we yeah. play Wii U games in some randomly selected order, and today we span the wheel, and the wheel made us bankrupt, but uh, <laughs> then we span it again, we lost a turn, but then we span it a third time. We and span we... the past <laughs> test of spin? That's my understanding. <laughs> okay. What do you think it is? Uh, I, I spun, yeah. Spun? Yeah. I've never... <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> isn't I thought it came from the phrase to be spick and span. Oh well, like because sure, yeah. it's like when you have your clothes and you have to clean them, you like spin them around really fast. You put them on a wheel and you flip it. Really yeah, quickly. to make yeah. The, you span them. <laughs> um, anyway, so we played Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune for the Wii U, and this is this is like an exciting sequel episode because yeah. we, we we had this exact episode for the Nintendo sixty four. These things have run strong. I think this may be the only case where we played two games in the different series, but also, like, the same. Yeah, because they they are always, like, packaged as a unit, right? Whether it's a TV show or a video game, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are just kind of, like, tethered at the hip, so... It kind of makes sense. I mean, I think if you're if you're coming home and watching game shows after school, then uh, you're watching this programming block. Yeah, I mean, I have many a fond memory watching Jeopardy with my parents, and yeah. then if we felt like there was nothing else going on, or actually, I think Wheel of Fortune was on first. Yeah, I think usually. Okay, yeah. so yes, I have fond memories of watching Jeopardy with my parents, and if we had gotten down there a couple minutes early, watching the end of Wheel of Fortune. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I think that was my deal usually. I've seen the end of many episodes of wheel of fortune but i don't know if i've ever watched a full one start to finish right uh, because i was always tuning in for jeopardy and it's better it, it is it is better and that may be a, a focal point that we get to in a little bit but wheel of fortune weird game weird like game. it has a lot of rule i mean i'm someone who plays a lot of complicated european board games yeah and i feel like uh, when those succeed, the rules are there for a reason. Yeah. And yeah. when they fail, there's like, oh, that seems like a weird addition. And I feel like uh, Wheel of Fortune's got a lot of, oh, that seems like a weird addition. Yeah, but, yeah, a little bit. A but little at bit. least, at least they explain it. Uh, well, I guess before we get uh, knee deep into the game shows, we do a little, a little segment of our own here mm-hmm. on Wii Universe where we ask, uh, we ask our members here, uh, what have you been playing? 
Uh, I, I think I'll start us off today. Uh, I think like Woody said last time we, we asked this question, like not really in a gaming mood lately. I've been like doing movies and like, uh, I've been playing with Lego sets a lot, which is kind of my, my jam lately, but I have been, uh, rekindling my love of Picross because Mario Picross is on the Nintendo switch online. It's only the Japanese version. So you can't like, you know, read the dialogue unless you understand Japanese, but uh, that's a really underrated puzzle game. Uh, Picross is kind of super addictive in every one of its forms. It's um, kind of like Sudoku, right? It's like Sudoku meets crosswords meets Minesweeper. Meets a little bit of Minesweeper. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of all of that. Uh, you know, you're just selecting blocks from like a rows and columns and trying to make a shape out of it. Uh, and I just kind of sit and like knock them out one after another. They're pretty addictive. And Mario Picross is uh, a really fun way to go. What it's a was, shame it was never localized. What system is that for? I mean, I know you said it's on Switch Online, but I was it originally it was, for? It was a Super Famicom game originally. Okay. Uh, and for whatever reason, this did not come to America. Picross didn't really break out over here until like late 90s with like a game boy game i think i mean then, would you even say that p cross has broken out here like I would a bad case of the p cross well, like we remember in the late 90s when p cross swept <laughs> the land we had to put down all those cows yeah. yeah yeah it was sad uh no i mean i don't know if it's fully caught on maybe it's just my algorithms but like i feel like every time i'm on instagram and they show those ads for like those derpy little free games every one of them is like Oh, this is Picross except with Rick and Morty. This is Picross except with The Simpsons. And then you download the game, and of course, none of those characters are in the actual game because they would have to pay for it. Yeah, it's just virus.exe. It pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of all that. So I don't know. I get advertised that a lot. Uh, it doesn't, it's not identified as Picross. So yeah. I, don't I mean, know. I'm sure that's just the algorithm at work because I just get advertisements for chicken sandwiches. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, that must be it. That must be it. either way. If you haven't played Picross, check it out. It's a fun puzzle game. Um, Ailish, I'll toss it to you. What are you playing lately? Um, uh, lately, I've been playing Outward, which is a like mostly open world role playing adventure game. Cool. Yeah. I don't know this one. What's what's this one on? Uh, I have it on Steam, but I think you can get it on you know PlayStation and Xbox and all of that as well. Okay. Yeah. What, what's <laughs> it, what's, what's it? it about? What's uh, what's Outward about? I mean, I am. I, I've played about 45 hours of this game, and very little of that has been the main quests because I kind of just like running around sticking my head into every cave I can. Sure. <laughs> so hard to say, but it's really pretty, and, you know, stuff stuff is hard to kill. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, I think stuff should be hard to kill. Stuff should be hard to kill. It should be hard to die, yeah. yeah. Well, it's easy to die. Oh, never mind. Hard to kill. Okay, all right. Well, dang it. Never mind. I'm not playing it now. Yeah, the rules apply to everyone except you. Yeah. Um, I have, yeah, still been struggling to find a game that I've been clicking with, but I found that uh, kart racers are working well for me, Ooh. and I unlocked Golden Mario on... Uh, you know, Mario Kart DX, um, 8 Deluxe, and then mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I've kind of rode this one to death. Um, <laughs> and so I was trying some different stuff on the Wii U, and I went to a kart racer I had always been curious about but never played, which was Konami Crazy Racers for oh, the Game Boy Advance. How is that one? It's pretty fun. It's a lot like Mario Kart Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance. Um, it also has the gameplay element that I like a lot where there is, when there's the line of item boxes you can pick up, there is red or blue item boxes, depending mm. on whether or not you want to get a weapon or a boost, oh, which nice. I think is always 
that would be something I wouldn't mind putting in a Mario Kart where you feel like you can make some strategic choice of like, do I want an offensive or defensive item instead of just always getting a banana peel when you're in first? Um, that feels like a, a better way to do it than like Diddy Kong Racing, where you need to get three in a row of something. Yeah, to power it's it up. Like powered up. Like I think that's a more simplified way to do yeah, it. Yeah, and that works well. And then I also on uh, that same boat was playing, uh, or that same airplane, mm-hmm. uh, Sonic All Star Racing's Transform, because I remembered how much fun we had playing it, and that game is a delight. It slaps. It's, it's yeah, great. It's, it's, it's so fun. It's really fast. It's a good level of challenge, but never feels unfair. So I stick. I'm I'm glad that. Uh, to verify that game's awesome. Yeah, no, that game's fantastic. Uh, I think it holds up, and it's a lot of fun. And I've got one other game, non-game related thing to shout out. Uh, I am on another podcast uh, called Talking Terrific Television, and we just aired our last episode. We've been, uh, it's been an episode by episode breakdown of The Sopranos. I joined uh, kind of in the middle of season five, so I'm not in it as long as the other that's a show hosts, about but, like uh, a choir right yes yeah and, it is. It's about it, sopranos. It, it, there's a sequel show called the tenors uh and, they and it's like all these fighting. different war wars um of like power to see who can like take over the top of the choir yeah it's kind of like a glee thing everyone's okay. trying to get to regionals Got it. um, it's like yeah. glee combined with game of thrones yeah it's gleam of fronts yeah <laughs> okay. that's it um but yeah so that talking terrific television has just wrapped up we did this really exhaustive uh, episode, two episodes, just on the final episode alone, because uh, the last episode of Sopranos is a pretty monumental piece of television. Now, you don't have to spoil it here, but no. I'm very curious if the last episode of your podcast just ends midway through <laughs> you, you starting a sentence. Don't think that was not a discussion, okay. but uh, with the last episode of the show is just like we spend an hour just breaking down the last five minutes of the, the episode. So like we go really in depth with it. It was a lot of fun, and uh, thank you to JR and Jared and Vanessa for having me on the show so often and kind of making me a part of it. Check that out, Talking Terrific Television. You now have one fewer way to listen to my voice <laughs> on your various podcasting devices. But it was a for, lot of For fun. those of you out there who Steve's voice fuels your well-being, like... Uh, God help you. Yeah, yeah, God exactly. help you all. <laughs> Send some of it back to me, please. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, are we ready to jump into these games? I've got, I some, think so. I've got some facts. Yeah. I've got we've, some figures. I mean, what better games to share facts about and then at least Jeopardy, Absolutely. a game built upon the foundation of facts. Well, first, first, I want to put Ailish on the spot here. I want to put you on blast because uh, we just had you on not too long ago playing some, let's face it, uh, terrible garbage games. games. Really, some really bad. Garbage <laughs> games. Uh, and surprisingly, you still wanted to come back. You said, put me down for Jeopardy. And then it's like, oh, guess what? Jeopardy's next week. Yeah. Uh, why did you want to talk about Jeopardy so much? Uh, well, I thought I might win. <laughs> <laughs> the folly. The folly. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I might win. <laughs> <laughs> But mostly, I just really like trivia, and I play trivia with both of you on mm-hmm. a somewhat regular basis. Yeah, yeah. I have now won without both of you. Thank you. Hey. So. And you've won with both of us. And, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I have yeah. won with both of you, you know, twice or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, since we play trivia together, I thought it'd be fun to chat about a trivia game. Absolutely. Well, we are glad to have you here. I'm glad you can make it back. Let's talk first about Jeopardy. This was released December 14th, 2012, developed by Pipeworks Software Incorporated, published by THQ. It was also released on PS3, 360, and the Wii. You have to say it like that because it's fun. 
Um, Pipework Software was based out of Oregon, uh, and these two are probably the highest profile games they ever developed outside of some uh, work on the Devil May Cry HD collection, uh, which I have not played that particular iteration of that series, but yeah. Do you know what else they released? What else did they release? No, I'm asking. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I thought it was like... It was like a couple of poker games. It was a, a couple of like mobile apps. It really wasn't anything. Just like, to be clear, like anymore. Ailish said that in a very kind of like mischievous way. Like she was teeing you up to make some sort of terrible oh, so pun. Crazy, no, you're not crazy. Okay, I okay. thought that I thought she was. I already forgot that. What was the name of the developer? Pipework Software. Uh, yeah, I thought she was going to say something about like laying pipe or something. No, like I don't that. know. But, I don't know. She had a look. Yeah. I had no idea. But <laughs> either way, uh, yeah, they they are no longer in existence. Uh, I don't know what happened to them, but they're gone. Anyway, uh, so, of course, we've talked about Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune in the past. You can find our N64 episode covering a lot of the origins and basics, but... We had a couple cool guests on that. We did. Just uh, the people that all haven't showed up again, but I hope we can Who get at least... I think it was Tyler and Melanie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I like it'd be cool to get Tyler back. Absolutely. Um, but there have been some developments in the world of Jeopardy since. Uh, some pretty sad developments, for the most part. Well, uh, when... let's be clear, Steve. Hmm. They just, they're just movements of change. It, movements it, of time, it, it, yeah. Turn, turn, turn. You know, for everything, there is a season. and It comes the, for us all, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's the age of Aquarius, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Exactly. Uh, so when we last Whoa, covered Jeopardy. ordinary people. <laughs> when we last covered this for the N64, uh, Alex Trebek had just publicly announced that he had been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, which is kind of one of the worst diagnoses you can get uh, if you're if you're getting a cancer prognosis. Um, he had a really difficult treatment, but he held on a lot longer than was expected, and he continued to host Jeopardy throughout his entire illness, which is uh, admirable. Uh, sadly, he did pass away in November of 2020 at the age of 80. And one little additional note I want to add about Alex Trebek is that if you Google Alex Trebek, the site will correct you. It'll say, did you mean to say, who is Alex Trebek? <laughs> Very cute. Very clever. I like that a lot. I mean, a quick word about Alex Trebek. Um, I think that there are some people who die and people are bummed because they died, which makes sense. But then I'm like, you know, that we should be like, cello like when Leonard Cohen died is someone I think of this a yeah. lot. Because we're like, oh, sad, Leonard Cohen died. I'm like, Leonard Cohen was like, lived a long life and had amazing creative contributions to everything he was a part of. Oh, and absolutely. then he was old and died. Yeah. Like there's nothing really sad about that. And I kind of feel the same way about Alex Trebek. Yeah. Even though I'm sure what he went through was very painful. Like yeah. his contributions to Jeopardy were great and he did them for so long. But like, even at that point, whether he had died or not, like, it was probably okay to be like, all right, we're going to move forward with something. A hundred percent. And it was one of those things where like with Trebek, we got a lot of time to kind of process this news. Like the diagnosis that he got at the age that he got was not really going to bode well right. for him. So we kind of knew it was just a matter of time. Uh, Trebek to his credit was a class act and a total professional the entire time. Yeah. Uh, he gave interviews about it saying that, you know, he was, ready to he was ready he had accepted it he was sanguine about it like he was in a good place which is i think what we should all hope for you yeah know? so like i'll i'll say that like without making it too maudlin but that's that's kind of what you hope for yeah um and he left a, a huge legacy and he left 
he left a massive void in the show of, of Jeopardy because he'd been hosting that for 36 years. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, a long time. I feel like, you know, aside from his death, it's like the real thing that was kind of a bummer after him die dying was kind of like the shitty kind of uneven way that Jeopardy went about finding a new host. Which That's I feel the... like we have kind of moved forgotten and moved past at this point but there were a couple of weeks where it was like real messy yeah and speaking of the algorithm i remember seeing so many articles about like who the new host of jeopardy was going to be me too yeah yeah. because i was invested yeah i was definitely invested but we never got lavar burton we never got lavar who seems like such a slam dunk choice uh and i'm kind of amazed it never went that way but a little bit about this process so obviously this is going to leave a pretty huge hole. He's been so intrinsically like tied to this show for the, pretty much the entire run of the series, or at least the significant portion of the run of the series. So it was kind of all hard to imagine a show without him. I think the front runner for his replacement was Ken Jennings. I think kind of everybody sort of automatically thought for those who don't know, Ken Jennings was the winningest player in the history of jeopardy. He was the first one to get $1 million dollars in prize money and he's just kind of generally like a cool nerd know-it-all kind yeah of guy. he's he's sort of a a perfect fit for the podcast generation he's also mm. uh a guy i have met multiple times oh, right. and uh he he hosted a trivia i was a part of and i made him laugh with my joke answer of battletoads excellent so. that's amazing i i like to know that he's just out there thinking about battle yeah. he's just like oh remember when that guy said that thing about battletoads yeah. that was a good day yeah. <laughs> uh, but we did bring in a lot of different guest hosts uh, kind of uh, throughout the process as they were trying to figure out I mean, who was going to be the replacement. In some ways, it may have been a smart approach in the sense that it like <laughs> once they settle in on someone like they're just kind of stuck in a rut. I mean, yeah. like it's a positive rut, but they're like, all right, this is it. Now people who are going to watch the show are just going to watch the show. Yeah, this is who we're going Whereas with. Whereas during yeah. that time, I felt like they drew in new people every time there was a new host to be like, how is this person going to fare? And so even though it did feel like Ken Jennings just made sense right from the get-go and was the first guest host and did a great job, they're like, uh, I guess we got to think of more people. Yeah. They tried out a lot of people. They tried out a lot of like former winners, like people who did really well and then other media personalities. So like LeVar Burden was heavily in Mm -hmm. consideration. Anderson Cooper was talked about pretty seriously. Katie Couric, Robin Roberts. Uh, And after this very long and kind of contentious search, the producers finally announced in 2021 that the new host would be, drum roll please, Mike Richards. Who? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And he had been a guest host. Uh, Yeah, he had been a guest host a few times. He was a producer for the show. And I think the immediate response when people announced, when they announced it was Mike Richards, everyone was like, fuck this guy like well, this is so of. boring like who is this guy he's just some guy who's been working behind the scenes and sort of inserted himself into the right and it's not like he did a bad job as the host or anything no. like that but he had no element of like standing for anything i mean like since alex trebek was the host for like he was so clearly associated with jeopardy right and so and he you- was kind of this like cuddly figure to a degree he was a beloved figure right you you don't just want some guy you want someone with some sense of like portent to them yeah exactly and it also just feels gross in the way that like 
oh, the guy who's like in charge of producing the show made himself the host. It's like the boss like, making themselves employee of the month. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's kind exactly. of that situation. It's like no one was very excited about it. And then, I mean, then it only got worse for him he, after that initial growth. He wound up having kind of the shortest tenure of any game show host because within a week of the announcement that he was getting the job, some uh, tweets and some old podcast episodes of his resurfaced in which he said some pretty gross things about women, about minorities, uh, a couple of different things like that. And so he stepped down saying that he was going to stay on as an executive producer, but he actually quit that job a few weeks after that. So it is kind of in the wind. it It is odd the way that happened of like, he was raised up to this pinnacle very briefly. And then he like, by putting in that position, he lost like his his original job. Yeah, like he's like, all right, I just shot myself in the foot. So, so as of now, the two hosts they 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 settled on two. We have Ken Jennings is kind of the host of the regular like Monday through Friday show, and then to host the weekend show, they brought in Mayim Bialik. So now, is the is, weekend show a new thing? I don't know. I'm not actually mm, sure. Okay. I didn't pay attention to the uh, uh, production schedule that much, but. Maya Bialik was a little bit of a controversial choice, too. You know, she's a sitcom actress and she's a neuroscientist, you know, so she's very smart. But she also was kind of a vocal, like, anti-vax proponent Or, like, for a medium, bit. medium vax. Yeah, like, I would say medium yeah. vax. Yeah, I think she was kind of like, uh, I'm not going to say it's bad for you. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. That was her kind of thing on it, which... Still kind of like you're a scientist. You have a lot of weight in what you're saying. Yeah, like, I think you know. it's tough. Like there's just a different level of if you need to be the host of this show that's kind of built. It's like an American foundation of like knowledge, right? Yeah. Like that's what it's about is like Jeopardy's about promoting like literacy and just knowledge and facts, which is like why LeVar Burton is a good fit you oh, know, yeah. for Time Reading Rainbow or Ken Jennings. Because yeah. like, clearly this is a guy who cares about facts. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. someone who that's not necessarily a big part of their persona is less appealing. But. I mean, so Jennings and Bialik, they both signed contracts through August of 2022. Okay. So it's entirely possible we'll have a whole new hosts by the end of this year. I can't. I, I don't I don't see any reason they would get rid of I haven't no. actually seen anything with Mayim Bialik, like any of no, the episodes. No, I haven't, I haven't like, actually Ken watched... Ken Jennings has done a good job. He's yeah. been very likable. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't see any reason that that would shift out. But I'm just saying, if August comes around and they're too expensive, I'm available. Mm, I'm yeah. around. You I know? think you would be a good Jeopardy host. I think, I mean, they've obviously been afraid to put me on the show because I've applied several times. Well, and you, and then, all those you know. things you said on previous podcast episodes. You know, there's all of that. There's all those all that. hateful things you said about Charlie's Blast territory. Oh, man. I, and I know that Charlie Blast is now the head of the network. Yeah, you know? Exactly. So he's done very well for himself. <laughs> they are going to dig... Dig up those Carmageddon comics. <laughs> yeah, they probably. I, I actually would not encourage anyone to go back and find horrible things I said. It's entirely possible, but we'll see. Um, hopefully not. I don't. I think mean that. So. That's. Maybe. I mean Ken Jennings is lucky because it's certainly likely that in the future anyone with a podcast will be unable to unable to get in any <laughs> position of power. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I think the only sure way to success is to remove yourself from all social media forever. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and maybe just don't talk. Uh, don't talk about anyone. <laughs> That's who why the most yourself. successful person and least canceled is Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm gonna vote for him and Harpo Marx for yeah. president. Um, so one additional thing to add about these video games, uh, both Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy have weirdly become some of the most valuable games on the Wii U. Whoa. Go figure, because these are like, on every other system, these are like shovelware. Yeah, 50 these cents. Are, these are 50 cents. You, you, can, you can get them with a scoop at the Whole Foods, you know, like 
But for whatever reason, these two are fetching like 80 bucks on eBay right now, which is kind of weird. Could it be because all of the other Wii U games are garbage? How dare you? All right. The crudes are spinning in their graves hearing you say that right now. Rodea has fallen from the sky. <laughs> the game party champions, they have yielded their trophies. <laughs> um yeah maybe this just didn't have a lot of copies made or i have there been more i imagine there's been more jeopardy and wheel of fortune games after this i I've, i'm actually honestly not sure because these are the types of games that like nobody bothers to make a wikipedia page for. right like there's a general wikipedia page for Je jeopardy and saying some video games exist <laughs> so like i don't know if there's a newer jeopardy game than this like okay. i wasn't really able to find one when did the studio that made them go under 2016 so but i mean they've bounced between so many different studios you know so like I, I assume thq still probably owns the rights to it and they're they're still going um all right well let's talk a little bit about how this game plays so uh very similar to the n64 version this one is going to have you type in your answers uh and that's become a little easier with the wii u gamepad because you have a stylus i mean i would a say keyboard. a lot easier like, yeah i try you play this game on the i remember my first jeopardy game was on the super nintendo yeah. and they would i they would ask like what the capital of iowa was and i had to type in like this was me at eight years old mm -hmm. i had to type in des moines and spell it correctly which was very challenging and like in regular jeopardy you don't get punished for spelling. No. Like, even on Final Jeopardy, when they have to write something down, yeah. as long as it's clear what you were going for, like, they'll usually give it to you. And so these old Jeopardy games that made you type out the whole thing were essentially unplayable. Yeah. Like, very borderline. It would take so long. But it's it's much simpler this time around. Even if you're not using the gamepad, like you've got your Wii remotes and you can kind of point and click, which I think is easier than cycling through with a Nintendo 64 joystick. That's true. It is a little better. But the big innovation is once you sort of start a answer, it gives you an autocomplete yes. um, near the upper left. And thankfully, you have to put about like the first three letters in before the autocomplete will start populating, which feels fair. It, that feels like, fair. And also it kind of... Uh, it gives you an idea if you're on the wrong track too. Like if you type in three letters and like nothing's coming up, then it's probably a good uh, idea that you're not, you know. Yeah. So I mean, correctly. it's kind of a mixed blessing in the sense that sometimes it can give away the answer for you, and like it makes it a little bit easier than it should be. Yeah. But it can sometimes punish you in weird ways. Like at one point, you answered hurricane. Yeah. Um. Even though the correct answer was hurricanes. Yeah. Which was another option up there. I got excited. So, yeah. I forgot about that. And it plural. can be easy to occasionally just like accidentally select the wrong autocomplete. Yeah. What What was the answer that you gave, Alish? I can't. Uh, the question was, what is the most pop, like, commonly spoke romance language? And the answer was Spanish, <laughs> and I said Spanish Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. It's like, uh, yo quiero, boom, boom, kapow, explosion. <laughs> it's a very common language if you're cultured and go to Spain. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Except they say explosion, explosion, explosion. I can't say it right now. Um, the presentation here, like, they do a good job. The characters all look kind of weird and terrible. Like, they're sort of small and deformed. Uh, well, they, they all look like, um, they don't look quite like me's. They look more like Xbox avatars. Yeah, right? yes, I they do look closer. like Xbox avatars. They're kind of like Uncanny Valley me's. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they just look a little bit more realistic. They've got a little bit more character in their face than a me would have. 
and kind of like bobbleheady, you know, like uh, it's not my favorite art style because I think it's just kind of like a, a it, it's like the Funko Pop style yeah. of like doing. Yeah, the yeah. characters themselves are not very appealing, but like you do get to see at least a pretty big rendering of Alex Trebek's face. Yeah. And more importantly, like all the sounds are there because yeah. like Jeopardy is one of the few shows that you could, I think, almost completely enjoy in an audio format. Yeah, like yeah, the, the visuals entirely. are essentially irrelevant. Um, I mean, you'll miss it when Trebek would uh, make fun of people when they would get answers wrong. That was always fun, though. <laughs> sure, but uh, yeah, and he, he softened a little bit in the later years. But it was always fun to hear him rip into somebody. Yeah, and so he is like his voice answer reads all the categories, even with a little bit of inflection as yeah. he reads the categories, um, reads all the questions, and even reads the answers. Yeah. I think that they must have been like pulled and chopped through from previous voice clips of his, like from the show. I'm wondering. I can't imagine he recorded all of these for the game. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm really curious. I mean, it didn't sound, I, it didn't sound like it was a recording like from the show because you would hear some kind of like ambient noise or like some room tone. Oh, know? I but, wonder. Uh, but the point is they sound good. They sound and, like, good. Even though they're sometimes a little bit awkwardly chopped together in the sense he's like, the answer we were looking for is this. The Spanish Civil War. Right. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of those romance languages yeah. I've heard so much about. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, with that and the theme music, like it really brings, like, it really feels like the game in the way that you want it to. Yeah. Um, the other thing that they do here is they have put mini games between um, your Jeopardy rounds. And Which these, I can only assume the real players are doing during during commercial breaks. Yeah. Like, that's what they get to do. I guess. And these, I don't have a problem with these minigames in theory, because I think these minigames are actually pretty fun, because they're kind of more to the point. Sure. Like, sometimes they're just ask a Final Jeopardy qu question that no one has gotten right on the on the show. Mm -hmm. Or what was the other minigames that we played? I already am blanking on I'm, them. I'm already forgetting a little bit, too. Uh, there was one where you had to put things in the correct order oh right yeah 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 and i i got that wrong because i was looking at the touchpad you're supposed to be pressing buttons on the key on the key uh, uh directional pad because it was like put put these letters in order as they appear on a standard keyboard right yeah um the oh that's the other thing i want to mention about the keyboard oh yeah it's alphabetical it's not a qwerty keyboard so it takes a little bit of getting used to before you start typing it in because you're you're hunting and pecking for letters a little bit more than you should but the game is really, really, really forgiving with the amount of time it gives you to type this. Yeah, up. and almost to a fault. Yeah. Like if you if there's a question that none of you know the answer to, you're sitting there for fifteen seconds just kind of looking at each other, being like, All right, let's let's move this along. Yeah, it would yeah. be nice if there was a button to just be like, No one knows the answer, even though someone might exploit that. Yeah. Um and it's the same deal. Like if you get a daily double, you you get boy, it seems like about forty five seconds to answer that yeah, thing. Quite a long time. Yeah. Um but like the mini games are weird because they are inserted between the rounds. Yeah. Like it totally breaks up the flow of what you're used to. And it's like they don't have really any impact on the game. It's just like if you win a couple of them, it's like, oh, you're the mini game champion. Sure. But the other thing that's odd is I don't think that there's a mode where you can just like select a mini game that you like and just only play that. Because no. to me, that would be. That would be a positive addition to this game because the only thing here is just like play a full game of Jeopardy. Yeah. Which most of the time is what you want to do, but it would be nice for something that you could just kind of get thrown into, like a, just a quick start in like a first person shooter or something. Sure. 
didn't you unlock uh unlock art we through did the mini game oh that sweet sweet concept yeah. art bring it on i gotta see a nice uh, sexy picture of uh bobblehead trebek and that's all I want. <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah. So, I mean, the game is a little feature light. Sure. Um, but all the, I mean, what do you, like, all the Jeopardy mechanics are there and work very well. Like, I think the way that ideally you do a Jeopardy game is with voice recognition. And I, I think that'd be really smart. I yeah. think the technology is probably there for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not going to get to that, this is the next best option. Because, you could do straight up multiple choice, yeah, which, which might would make it pretty boring. Yeah, I think. Final Jeopardy was multiple choice. Yes, yeah, Final Jeopardy was multiple choice, which does I think makes that a little too easy. Yeah, like, it was honestly. also very odd. I guess they did that because that was the only way for people to be able to select different answers without saying without showing what they would select before the other person had a chance to select oh yeah 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 i'd also give myself a pat on the back because i got the answer to final <laughs> jeopardy before the question was revealed yeah the it, moment it showed yeah the it said it said name. poets and i said walt whitman the answer was walt whitman <laughs> which like you know pretty solid guess <laughs> yeah. for a poet like there's probably one of five names that you're gonna pull up if you say poet like yeah. off the top of your head but still pretty good yeah, pretty exactly. good you nailed it it did make it pretty easy for all of us. We're just like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, except Except Alish. for the one person who didn't qualify who, who to was, compete uh, in Final Jeopardy. I don't know. Who, who was that? I know you You were there in I, Final Jeopardy, and I was, I was there. I was there. Alish, do you remember I, who was in Final Jeopardy? I couldn't really see Jeopardy? from my lofty position at number one. Um, Alish was kind of down in a, in a pit somewhere, I think. Uh, uh, something about the hubris right, right, of like, challenging me. <laughs> negative 3,200 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I believe based on the rules that you now have to send Jeopardy a check for $3,200. Pretty sure so that's the rule. That's Pretty sure that's how the it rule. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always did think that when I was a kid. I'm like, that's so scary that they're like taking their money from them. Well, there was the a Simpsons episode that had that as a plot point, which, which might is maybe yeah. where we learned that. I mean, that did happen. I was a, I was you know, much older when that Simpsons oh, sure. episode came out. It, yeah. is a, it is a great shame that you can end up with negative money and then you're just not there for the final. Like, it seems so sad. It seems like yeah. they should just give you like 2,000 pity dollars and they're like, yeah, you can bid with this. Like, just make it more interesting, yeah. 2,000 pity dollars would not have been enough. <laughs> you need a, you need at least 6,000 pity dollars to get yourself out of the hole. Uh, I it, I don't mean to gloat overly. It's just that Ailish was bragging that she was gonna kick my butt, and I'm just like, oh. oh I talked a lot of my shit. sweet summer child. You do, you don't you don't know what you're getting into here. Yeah, this is my one skill. It's my one ability is that I know useless shit, and this is the one game that rewards me for that. Yeah. So um, it was it was a nice time. I think that you really notice in both of these games, kind of the downtime between questions and rounds in a way that you don't like jeopardy when you watch it on tv feels very fast moving yeah like they just go from one question to the next but here like even just the selecting of questions between it and like the daily double you're kind of like all right let's just move this along yeah like the yeah. presentation does work well but at some point you're just like i want to skip to the next question there's kind of like a weird uh split between trying to keep it as close to the show as possible which i think they're really trying to do but like the pacing isn't there you know right. because you do have to meticulously type out everything yeah and i don't think that's the game's fault and no, it's and it's also it's... just like the cut of like you know robot trebek voice trebek's is talk slower than yeah. real trebek yeah 100 yeah um, and i think like the weird kind of split here is also that 
Wheel of Fortune, while never my preferred game, has always uh translated a little better to video games certainly for like older consoles yeah. when you didn't have to t- when it was just select a letter to try and fill it in and that worked much better it did yeah. um but i think finally here it feel like jeopardy caught up to be as playable as you know what wheel of fortune had absolutely so i was we also played the single player mode here just because yeah. it's much more pleasant to play this game with the gamepad like mm-hmm. it's not nightmarish to type it in using the wii mode but to just be able to poke on the gamepad, the keypad, the keyboard is a lot smaller than it should be. Yeah. Um, but you can really answer the question quickly. You put in three keystrokes, you see the autocomplete, and then you hit um, submit. Yeah, once you get into the rhythm of it and, and remember that it's not a QWERTY keyboard. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's three, two, three different difficulties, ED, medium, hard on the questions. I couldn't really tell much of a difference in terms of the difficulty. No, because we did... We did medium when we were all playing, and there was like this insane category about like French art terms, yeah. and all it was stumping all of us. But then we played hard mode. It's like, oh, this is much much easier. Well, like, the fi- the answer to the <laughs> final Jeopardy or the thousand uh, dollar question was about what war did Reconstruction take place after? Right. Yeah. That's that's like all right. That's your thousand dollar question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, it is very hard to like define difficulty of trivia questions because everyone has different knowledge bases yeah but um the ai i don't know and again the ai they they buzzed in they got some answers right they got some answers wrong so like i feel like this game would be perfectly fun to play on yourself with yourself if you just wanted to test your trivia knowledge and there are unlockables here based on the amount of money you get i think you can select different themed stages Mm -hmm. and like different costumes to customize your uh your little xbox avatar yeah you unlocked a halloween town which i appreciated that's wheel of fortune Oh, Wheel of Fortune is a Halloween town. Never mind. We didn't unlock no, that. I mean, I think Jeopardy has that feature as well. We just didn't actually unlock anything yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. But it we is just, there. Just, just you, the you didn't win quite the same amount of ridiculous money as you did in Wheel of Fortune. That's true. Right. That's true. Yeah, I, I kind of cleaned up on that one. Uh, oh, go ahead. It's because you didn't go for a true double Jeopardy <laughs> like a fucking coward. Wait, in the final? You wanted me to go for a, f- a true final? Oh, I mean, I guess that, I could That's what I, that what I was banking on, is Steve would risk his $11,000. Um, $14,000. and miss it, and I would risk zero and win with $1,000. Yeah, that's what Ailish is trying to goad me into doing. I'd be like, all right, come on, not my first rodeo. Let's yeah. see. I mean, you know, it, it would have been... That always stresses me out when people do that on the show. It's just like you're you're winning. Don't don't fuck with it. You're just being cocky. Knock it off. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised by this game. I was too. I, I, I was Jeopardy too. as you know, as someone who grew up on the Super Nintendo and had Jeopardy games on their collection, it was always way down at the bottom of anything I was interested in playing. Sure, it felt so cl- slow and clumsy. And like it was a little better on the N sixty four, but well, still. And, and even then, with those older games, you ran out of questions pretty quickly mm-hmm. too. I feel like there's a lot more questions, a lot more variety. And there. like Trebek's voice here makes a huge, huge impact. Oh, and I miss that, him. Yeah, that autocomplete is also very welcome. Absolutely. So I mean, if you want a Jeopardy game. We don't know if there's new ones out there, but this one's pretty good. This is kind of... I don't know if you should spend $80 on it. No, but, you know, it's it's pretty solid. I had a really good time with it. Uh, Let's move on to our next game. Wheel of Fortune, released the same day, December 14th, 2012. Developed by Pipeworks Software Incorporated, published by THQ. Also released on PS3, 360, and Wii. All the same stuff. So Wheel of Fortune has always been a little less interesting to me. I don't know. I'm sorry. I no no offense to all the wheel heads out there. Ailish, I don't know. What do you feel? Are you are you a wheel head, as they call themselves? 
I I could be a wheelhead now. Okay, because now you understand. Now the I understand. Of it. I don't understand it yet, but they I still owe you it. half a car. I think like they do owe me half a car. Which half do you no, want? No, because I bankrupt. Oh, you bankrupted. I got bankrupt. That's right. That's yeah. right. I took both halves of your car, so I've got I've got one and a half cars now. Um, I mean, I think that was our main takeaway from playing this is like, wow, there's a lot of weird special spots in Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. That are kind of have more complicated rules than they need. That's and, the thing. Like, we, I think we all sat down to play this. We're like, okay, what are the rules of this again? I know it's like Hangman. Yep. And I know it involves the spinning of a wheel. But I guess I never... I, I, in my head, I've always got those segmented. It's like there's the answering part, there's the spinning, but the spinning part's just whatever. Well, that is, it is odd because, like, even though the game is called Wheel of Fortune, the wheel is in some ways kind of an afterthought. Kinda. Like, it just gives you a random amount of money if you get one of the letters in the phrase correct. And there's no but skill to that part of the game. No, like, they yeah. weirdly in this have a meter that, like, is your uh, power meter that you can press A to determine how hard you want to spin the wheel. But it's but, not like in a Zelda game where you're, like, casting your fishing line or something. It's like you're going to land in the shallows versus getting the big fish out in the middle. This is, like, it's really not going to matter how hard well, you spin And this when thing. you're actually looking at this meter, it doesn't show you where the wheel is. So, no. like, it, and I, it seems like the animation, regardless of how hard you spin it, is the same. Yeah, and it, and like you said, like I, I think it's supposed to go around one full time in order to qualify. Like the wheel yeah. needs to spin one full time, but it's never not going to do that. Even if you spin at the lowest power. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand that you have to have like some sort of mechanic of wheel spinning because that's fundamental to the game. Yeah. But it would have been nice like if they had like a touchscreen thing where you had to like spin it on the gamepad sure. with your finger just as an option or, you know, fling the re- Wiimote in such a way. I, I definitely get the sense with both of these that these are kind of just barely upgraded ports of the Wii copies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's sort of my suspicion because it's pretty light on Wii U-related features other the, than the keypad. On but the, the keypad is Jeopardy. a big deal in Jeopardy. It's a big deal in Jeopardy, yeah. but, like, that is sort of the, the least that you could do if yeah. you're adapting that formula. And, and, I mean, these are also, to be clear, basically ports of each other. Like, yeah. they had the same art assets for both of same these same art games. assets same ui same like kind of everything you know and it's it's presented in the same way i mean these two have always been like two sides of the same coin you know they've always been packaged together they're always syndicated together and you know there, there hasn't been as much news about wheels of wheel of fortune since we last talked about it uh pat sajak still hosting vanna white still there turning the letters yeah. uh, i did find out that vanna white is worth 80 million dollars because she's been doing this as long as I've been alive. <laughs> and her job is just clapping and turning the signs. And uh, granted, I, she does it better than anybody. Also, just to be clear, Steve, I don't believe she turns signs anymore. Because I believe it's all digital. She taps so it. So she just taps it. Like, yeah. It used to be signs you actually had to turn. But I, I found out in my research, she's actually worth more money than both Pat Sajek and Alex Trebek. Because she invested all of her win- uh, her salary into uh, real estate. Oh. So she's, she's like a real estate mogul. And <laughs> okay. She's doing really well for herself. So she's wealthier than Pat Sajak. Um so yeah, they are both they both have their contracts renewed through 2024. Uh Sajak is 76, Vanna is 66. So I mean, like, also to be clear, like I feel like she is more the face of the show than he is. Oh, 100%. Like, I can barely remember Pat Sajak's name, but everyone's like Wheel of Fortune oh, with Vanna White. The only like little news bit I found is that there was a recent episode where people were wondering, like, wait, did Pat Sajak just storm off the set? Mm. Uh and I think if you watch the if you watch the clip, it's clear from context that it's a joke. 
Okay. Like uh, Vanna White tells like a bad dad joke or something, and he just like pretends to get mad and walks off. Sure. And but people interpreted that because it's something he hadn't done before as like, oh shit, is there like some <laughs> tension here? Like, sure. is there a problem? Is is Sajak getting grouchy? I, I mean, they're just trying to create a viral moment, right? And it I worked because so. you clicked on it. It worked. I clicked it. I yeah. clicked it. Uh, the other one, the other thing, just last month. There was a contestant who played what one website called the worst two minutes in Wheel of Fortune history as they struggled and failed for two full minutes to identify the phrase another feather in your cap. Mm. I think they had it down to just one letter needed to be filled in. It was like another letter, another feather in your CP or something like that. Okay, And they couldn't get it. And so that poor person got dragged really bad on Twitter. It is odd, like something about failing in Wheel of Fortune is much more embarrassing, like than Jeopardy. Yeah, because like you're like, oh, I just didn't know the answer to that. But here it's like, once you know the answer to a question, like it feels so dumb that other people can't tell yeah like, i was just staring at like looks like a million bucks and i'm like guys i don't know what this is i don't know what comes after l l o o blank s elish and i i think we're both like twitching in our seats at that moment we're like thankfully i figured it out but you got there you got there yeah somehow when you fail in wheel of fortune it's greater shame but it is kind of it's a different skill set it's activating different parts of your brain you know so it is like that that was always my favorite part of Wheel of Fortune was like the hangman bit, like where you're yeah. trying to guess. The I mean, because that's the actual part of the game that requires knowledge or yeah. strategy. But or- it's like sometimes those categories can be so vague. They'll say thing, and then they'll give you thirty letters. It's like, okay, uh, fuck, the Battle of Constantinople. I don't fucking know. Is that a thing? <laughs> Spanish Civil War. Spanish Civil War. That's it. The Romance language. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Jeopardy, I think this is a pretty accurate representation of the show. To to my knowledge, because yeah. I haven't watched it in a while, there are a lot of new features on Wheel of Fortune here that uh, I was not familiar with. Yeah, like there's just a lot of different kind of gimmicky spots of like you roll and you, you know, you spin and you get thing that gives you half a car. And yeah. then if you solve it right after and win the get the other half of a car like you win a car that's i mean that's the that's the part that doesn't translate as well is like jeopardy the prize is just money so like yeah. that makes sense because money and score are the same thing here wheel of fortune was the game you know it's not quite to prices right levels of consumerism sure. and like you know prize porn yeah but like it's definitely much more than jeopardy and like when you're playing a video game, you want a trip to Brazil and Berlin, mm-hmm. but that's not that exciting in in oh, digital Wheel of Fortune. Am I not getting these tickets? Uh, not to me. I believe that your digital avatar is. God yeah. damn it! Also, one and a half cars. I get one and a half cars that I can take to Brazil. <laughs> one and a half digital cars. I like to think my car has two butts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so it's like it's. These car, these prizes at the end, like, are worth points. Like, yeah. you, know, you got a car that's sixty five thousand dollars. So, like, there are more unlockables, and then there's probably a gallery that keeps track of all the prizes that you have won. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, isn't quite a selling point the way it is on the TV show Wheel of Fortune. Not so much. Like, you're just not, not so going to be that excited. And honestly, it's concept like, art essentially. Yeah. yeah, Pat Sajak, he just is not. He doesn't say anything as interesting as Alex Trebek. He's like, congratulations, you won a prize. He's not as engaging. I also find it distracting that, like, while Trebek's avatar seemed to be accurately reflecting him, I feel like Sajak and Vanna White, like, their avatars are much younger Mm. than they would have been in 2012. Am I crazy? Like, they'd be in their 60s and 50s relatively. Pat Sajak is nowhere near as handsome as his little 
creepy Avatar was. I was going to say, they seem to be going for like a Seacrest thing with him. He's like very blonde and very like, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I like his little checked beige suit. I don't know. That was nice. So you kind of just jump from round to round. One thing um, I appreciate is that Vanna will explain like the rules of each round before they start. Yeah. Um, and like what happens if you land, you know, spin to a special square. That was really helpful because we wouldn't have figured that stuff otherwise. Yeah, we didn't know what these like tiles meant. And yeah. this is the same deal where they break it up with mini games um, between each round. There's a lot more rounds in Wheel of Fortune than in Jeopardy. Yeah. And so you we played more mini games. And again. I thought these mini games were fine. They just broke up the flow of this game, made one game of Wheel of Fortune feel like it took pretty long. Um, and I just, it would have been really nice to just have like a jump in mode where it's just like, hey, just practice solving puzzles. Just yeah. like there's no wheel. They're just like, we're going to reveal a few letters and then just have a contest of who can solve the puzzle first. And to be fair, Ailish was killing those toss ups. Yeah, they the did have that. Yeah, you had a couple of those and you nailed the first two, like, which is pretty great. Right, but I just want a mode where you can jump right into that instead yeah. of having to play the whole game around it. And I guess the thing I'm still bumping up on with the mini games is that these don't really have any impact on your game whatsoever. And like I wound up having the most mini game wins, but that didn't translate into more money. I mean, and that's probably they cars. shouldn't because they don't have the mini games on the show, and right. you want it to be an accurate representation. Like you can turn off the mini games, and, yeah, which which is welcome, but it also. I don't know. I just go back. It would have been nice to have a way to play them separately. Yeah. And yeah. that's also my other big piece of feedback is like, I think it would have been cool if these games were bundled together. Mm -hmm. Like, I think both these games are pretty okay, um, but they both feel pretty content light. And the fact that they use exactly the same art assets aside yeah. from the host feels pretty cheap. This could be like, one disc. This yeah. Absolutely this would be one disc. And I think it would be a pretty good value at one disc. Like there would be a lot of game here yeah. to enjoy. And like you said, they're always packaged together. So it would be nice, you know, play one, play the other. Not but, that spending $160 on getting both discs isn't a good value. Sure. If you're thinking about doing that, I'm throwing my phone away. <laughs> you're so excited by the circus of values. I just hacky-sacked my phone. <laughs> it's an investment. Hold on to those for like five years. They're going to be worth $82. Anytime, any minute now. That's It's going to appreciate. Yeah, I'm going to be the guy who owns the last copy of Jeopardy on Wii U. And I mean, the the main thing I came down to here is that I don't think Wheel of Fortune is that fun of a game. Like, I think that this. No. And that's an, a, like we're, we're kind of like ragging on this a little bit. That's not to say this is a bad game. This is a good version of Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Like if you like Wheel of Fortune, this is a really good version of it. It's just never. I think been the problem lies with Wheel of Fortune itself. It's and just like, not as fun as Jeopardy. Yeah. In yeah. the well, because of the promise of like winning big prizes and big money, like there's anticipation to spinning. Sure. When you were like, oh, I'm gonna win thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. For every letter, but here, since the money has no value aside from giving you concept art, yeah. that's not an exciting part. No. It's no. like playing video poker. Or like, you know, just a video game version of poker without real money. You're like, yeah, the strategy's here, but there's no sort of thrill behind like having a huge pot in there. Because sure. you know you fail, you're just like, yeah, whatever, I'll just start again. And with Jeopardy, you still get the satisfaction of lording your intellectual superiority over, say, Ailish. Uh, <laughs> for example. Is, for example. Also, just you know, to be clear, uh, Steve also wiped the floor with me. But I did not trash talk him to, to have it coming. Because I knew what I was getting into. He, he knew not to poke the bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, this is the one area I'm cocky. This is the one place where I have self-esteem. <laughs>
<laughs> so I apologize. I'm picking on you too much. It's just really unfortunate that this is also my one area of self-esteem. <laughs> I'm sorry to take that away from you. I'm sorry. One day I will die. You can take my place. <laughs> that, I, and that was a quote. That, I think that was a quote from The Simpsons, right? Like, no, no matter how good you are at something, there'll always be someone out there better than you. <laughs> so don't bother trying or something like that. Once daily, I shake my fist in the general direction of wherever Ken Jennings is. Yeah, you know, exactly. Urgh, I know, curse I'm you. Probably not far away. He's probably I mean, pretty he close. He lives he's nearby. Washington unless, boy. Yeah. yeah, unless he's recording the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what else? What else is there to say about Wheel of Fortune? I don't really have much else to say about it. Ailish, did you have any final thoughts on Wheel of Fortune? I, I passed the not. mic over to her, and she did not accept it. So, like, it, I I don't know that it, it doesn't seem like any of us were like as engaged with this game, while also like it wasn't not fun. It's just not it was necessarily it was, what I would choose to play. I would describe it as not fun, but not unpleasant. Like it was exactly in the like it, it's playing not, this game was how I feel basically most of the time. Okay, just very so playing this game and not playing this game is the same experience. Yes, for you. that that's a good okay. way to describe it. We were overall less competitive with Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. We, we collaborated a little bit more on solving puzzles. We did. Yeah. Which was kind of enjoyable. It was kind of a fun way to play uh, Jeopardy, too, when we were playing single player and we were all sharing the answers. I'm just a really good teammate. Terrible solo. I think that's that's going to be it. That's going to be it. <laughs> Until it is time for you to fly, fly free and conquer Jeopardy. I don't know. I'm going to stop doing this. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's move on to our rankings for these two games. Each week we are ranking the games that we have just played. Uh, Woody, where are you putting these two? Um, I was pleasantly surprised by Jeopardy and am happy to report that it's in the top area of my rankings. Like, it, I'm putting it at number 20, Wow. I think, which is, uh, let me see the list really quick. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, right ahead of uh, FIFA. Okay. Which is actually like number nineteen or something. Oh, like perfect! That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cracking the top twenty. It, yeah, it's a it's a fun game. You can just like you know Jeopardy on TV. You could play it with anyone. Yeah. Um, and the, I don't know. It, I think that either playing it cooperatively with everyone saying the answer or playing it single player may be better, just because it's so much more pleasant to use the gamepad mm -hmm. than the Wiimotes. But either way works. And uh, yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Wheel of Fortune is going to go a lot lower just because I don't. I don't feel like I get anything out of playing a game of Wheel of Fortune. Like, okay. I don't feel like I have become a more a person with more useless knowledge that I can lord over my friends. Sure. I just feel like <laughs> I remember that looks like a million bucks is a phrase. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. And so that's going, I think, like number fifty. Okay. Um, wow. But what, what? What? Name some stuff that's there. Your number fifty currently is the NES Remix Pack. Yeah, it can go right in front of NES Remix. Another okay. game that I feel. If the nostalgia buttons weren't there, I feel neutral on playing it or not. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I'm in a similar place. I, I think Jeopardy was a pretty solid representation of a game I love quite a bit. Uh, so I'm going to put this at number 18. That's just above Star Fox Zero, just below Tech Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Wheel of Fortune, uh, you know, I, I still am going to give this credit as being maybe the best video game representation of wheel of fortune that i've seen like it's still not my game but i have to give them props on like 
this is a really good way to play it. And this might be the best medium to play both of these games like that we've seen so far. Uh, right, certainly on a console. Like there's probably just browser versions of yeah. these or something that you can actually use a full keyboard. Sure. Like, which is going to be more pleasant. But, but like if you're looking for a console Jeopardy slash Wheel of Fortune experience, these might be the best ways to go like uh, of all of your available options. It is options. a bummer that they somehow have gotten a prohibitive price point. Yeah. So uh, uh, this one is falling uh, right above uh, Funky Barn and right below Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Cod Blops 2. <laughs> so a uh, good place for that one. Uh, Ailish, do you think this these are better or worse than the games we made you play last time? I mean, that's that's a tough call. It's a tough call. A tough I know call. you've got that Crude's tattoo I, now. I, <laughs> yeah. I do, yeah. Good old Gran. She and I, we're gonna, <laughs> gonna go forever. Ugh forever. <laughs> Was it ug? I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got the whole family tattooed on my lower back now. <laughs> these were definitely better, mm-hmm. you know. I again not not a Wheel of Fortune person, but still just barely beats out you know Game Party Champions. Sure, um, Jeopardy's got nothing on Crudes, but yeah. what does? What does? What does? What's what's better than that bowling mini game <laughs> where you attach yourself to a ball and can't hit a strike no matter what you do? Uh well, great that. Kind of wraps it up for us today. If you have any letters or questions for us, send them to ultra64podcast at gmail.com. No, we're not going to talk about not your balls. Not talking about we're our actually, balls today. We, we've, we've migrated. We, that, that phase of our life is done. No, but so. uh, but we do thank you to Manscaped yeah. for, for giving us a chance and for uh, for sponsoring us for those couple episodes. Yeah. We do really appreciate it. Uh, and if anybody else wants to sponsor us, we're always happy. Yeah. Send us free stuff. Squarespace, send me a website. <laughs> um, so, Yeah. Next week, you're going to want to tune in because we are, if you're a listener to our Patreon show, you'll know a little bit ago we did a whole deep dive series on Batman, except for a couple of games that we said we would get to later. Guess what? We're getting to them this week. Those three games are going to be Lego Batman 2, Lego Batman 3, and Injustice, Ooh, one God's, of my favorite God's fighting among games. Us. I'm excited to get into those. Do you bump these forward because you've been on a Lego kick? I have not. No, these have been sitting here for a while, but I have been on a Lego kick. I just built a Lego Seinfeld, and I just got a really big Lego Spider-Man set that I'm uh, very excited about. Nice. So, yeah. So, anyway, uh, this is my endorsement of Lego. Lego sponsor Yeah, Lego us, sponsor us, please. Please send me free stuff. Uh, and, uh, all right, so what... I'm destitute because of Lego. I have to live in this giant Spider-Man castle that I built. <laughs> I have to so... build my home out of Lego yeah. now. Yeah. All right, well, we will see you next time. Uh, thank you again to Ailish Collins for being here. Always a delight to have you, and thank you for coming back and enduring my uh, mockery. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, so we will see you all next time for some Lego Batman and some Injustice. Uh, beep, beep, beep. That's, that's me running out of time. Beep.